0: Now, what do you think are the basics of any religion? Committed followers, core beliefs, a holy text you can't stray too far from? What if the same principles apply to a political movement that's just as unforgiving to those who fall foul of its codes? British writer Helen Lewis has been investigating what she calls the Church of Social Justice for The Atlantic magazine and BBC Radio, and she recalls a scene outside the Netflix headquarters in Los Angeles that got her thinking.
1: Last year, Dave Chappelle, the American comedian, released a special called The Closer, in which he made some jokes, depending on your taste, either about transgender people or about the excesses of transgender activists. And understandably, those activists were quite annoyed by that. So there was a big protest outside Netflix's headquarters in LA. And there was a counter protester there who held up a sign that said, I like Dave and, and kept shouting, you know, I'm just here to say that jokes are funny. And someone came up and screamed in his face, I'll you the obscenities, but essentially screamed, repent, repent, repent. And I thought that was fascinating to me to see something that was a a supposedly secular demonstration using that kind of overtly religious language.
0: Where else did you find this, especially in your exploration of the social justice left today?
1: I think once you look for it, you will start to see things, you know, the idea that people are kind of almost literally going to hell, which is extraordinary, or that people, you know, are evil rather than just wrong. These very moral precepts that are being applied to politics. And, you know, I came to this story because I was raised Catholic. My parents are very active in the church. And I was asked a couple of years ago by an interview whether or not my feminism, which I write about a lot and I've written a history of feminism, had in some ways replaced my Catholicism. And I thought that was a, something that was worth entertaining, actually, because in their positive forms, social justice movements can give people something bigger than themselves, a search for meaning, a kind of higher purpose, a community. But I do think on the other hand, they are also reminiscent religions in their kind of capacity for sectarianism. You see these people splintering into kind of people front of Judea and the Judean's people front on the internet all the time over things that to outsiders look like people who 99% agree on everything else. It's kind of extraordinary.
0: When I think of the tenets of organized religion, interestingly, divinity doesn't necessarily feature, but what does feature is a sacred text or a canon of belief, a set of rules and guidelines, specific forms of words, even institutions. Now, where might you find these particular elements reflected in the social justice movement?
1: Well, I think one of the complicated things here you're right to identify is that there is no Pope of social justice, you know, handing down dictates ex cathedra in the way that the Catholic Church has. But there are sites like Tumblr, Twitter, there are academics working in this field who do generate a huge amount of new vocabulary and concepts and so you might have heard some of these you know the idea of of white privilege of intersectionality of critical race theory of all of these things that 20 years ago we didn't talk about very much and sort of are suddenly everywhere and it is presumed that everybody should be in full understanding of them even when for most people just getting their kids in the car in the morning and getting to work is about all that they can muster on a daily basis
0: Now, I'm thinking, you know, uh, an Orthodox Christian today might be able to recite the Nicene Creed and the Lord's Prayer. What sort of language is expected of you in the modern social justice movement?
1: The example that one of my contributors, Tomiwa Olade, gave was the statement that, Trans women are women, and that's something that's a very flat statement. You would want to unpack exactly the differences between biology and that, and culture, and legal gender. But it's not an invitation to further discussion. It is a statement which you are invited to agree with and affirm. And I think that's relatively unhelpful because you know these things are changing quite quickly, and people do have questions. And treating it as kind of doctrine rather than an an argument that needs to be explained and people need to be won over to, I think can leave people feeling that everyone else has got a religion and they're an apostate, or actually they're an atheist or agnostic from, and that that's not an acceptable position to, to hold in society. You have to be a true believer.
0: More contemporary forms of actual religion have also become very personally expressive. Is this a phenomenon, this expressive phenomenon, something that you also found in the social justice movement?
1: I do think there is a large focus on the self in many social justice movements. You know, they sometimes shade into kind of self-help because it's about looking inside yourself, finding all the things that are wrong with you and working on them, doing the work in the parlance of it. There's possibly more of a kind of idea about the perfectibility of the soul than there is about the kind of outreach and good works, which I think are, for me, the best part of religion.
0: I'm also thinking of the idea that politics, and you cite this in your piece for The Atlantic, and no doubt it comes up in your new documentary for the BBC, The Church of Social Justice, that politics has really crept into almost every aspect of our lives, uh, even things that we thought were in the private domain, the familial domain, seem to be politicised.
1: Yes, we're having a, one of our usual arguments here because a load of our left-wing Labour MPs um, go to pride demonstrations wearing T-shirts that say Never Kissed a Tory. This is now kind of almost a sexual orientation that you would keep yourself pure from um, even kissing somebody right wing. And you know, that is something that more and more people are reporting. Parents who once would have been worried about their children dating across racial lines. That's receded, thankfully. Instead what we're having is people who feel slightly worried about their daughter, bringing home somebody in a, in a MAGA hat. I'd spoke to the podcaster Katie Herzog about this, who is lesbian. She said, you know, my parents wouldn't mind me bringing home a woman. They would mind me bringing home a woman in a MAGA hat. But Make said, America great, great hat. hat,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, in one way, it's a, lo- a lovely story about the increase of tolerance, but in another way, it's a worrying story about the rising political intolerance, I guess.
0: But interestingly, Helen, there was a rabbi that you spoke to who kind of suggested, in a way, organised religion continues to be a little more open than the modern social justice movement. What did she tell you?
1: That was Rabbi Laura Jana Klausner, who preaches in the Bromley Synagogue in South London. She was really interesting to talk to because she said, you know, in Judaism, there's a tradition of studying together. So you never just get your own interpretation. You're always left to kind of agree it with somebody else, the idea that everything is a negotiation. And I really love that. As I did when I spoke to her about the fact that she said, you know, sometimes I do funerals for people who I couldn't stand which I thought was a very honest thing to say. But I also think that's probably what a church does offer you or a synagogue or a mosque, putting you together with people who wouldn't choose to know or hang around with, but you have obligations to them as a fellow human. She said you have to go to their morning prayers. You have to go and bring them something when they've had a baby. You know, you have to owe them these human kindnesses, not because you agree with them or you like them, but because they're a fellow human being. And I thought that was a quite a beautiful lesson, actually.
0: Have we reached a point, though, where people might tire of these purity tests? Just as, for example, people began to tire of the religious purity tests, part of the reason they may have drifted away from traditional religion, may there be a threshold at which these purity tests for political involvement might start to just seem silly?
1: I think that's already happened to some extent, and I think that some of these wilder effusions of social justice language and practices would be unsustainable without social media, because it does give a kind of heckler's veto to the most offended person just to pull up and say, oh, I know you probably don't mean anything, but have you realised that what you've said here is very, very bad indeed? And that's not really how offline world has always worked, which is that people have messed up and made mistakes, but people have assumed a kind of level of good faith and matched it against their idea of the person as a whole, rather than being the sort of policeman of the internet going round, the religious police of the internet going round and chiding everybody for the things that they've got wrong.
0: We should just add, in closing, Helen, even though you focus on the social justice movement, a movement of the left, you did find similar phenomena on the right right didn't you where did you find this
1: oh absolutely i mean i've talked about the left because i first of all i come from the the left and also because i think lots of people on the left went into the new atheist movement in the 2000s you know there was a sort of sense that they were kind of beyond religion it was superstition it was something we would leave behind so that was interesting to me but absolutely you see a kind of hybrid religion and politics on the right particularly in America. So I would talk about something like QAnon, which is a conspiracy theory where there is literally a kind of prophet, somebody who posts um, pseudonymously as Q and gives these very impenetrable suggestions that there is a coming storm, you know, so like a millenarian preacher, the end is nigh, and has acquired thousands and thousands of followers who wait for the next sort of mystical revelation that is going to come from Q. And that is very, very close to a religion. It's not religion like it is a religion at this point. And that's firmly a phenomenon of the right.
0: Helen Lewis of The Atlantic, and there's a link to her article and her BBC documentary on the Religion and Ethics Report homepage. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and
1: text features.